When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Whoa, what's poppin'? D7 Nate checking in. And I just jumped out the porch with dirty glove bastard. Giddy. You know me, if I ain't strapped, I ain't going in. Ain't come for no smoke, dog. I really come in peace. Just trying to catch a vibe for this. Alright, so we got DZ up next off the porch with us today. Bleed A. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling real great right now. Yeah, man. Glad to be up. Yeah, I appreciate you coming by today, man. For sure. What do you got shaking here in Atlanta during this trip, man? Um, really, uh, I'm gonna do a bunch of promoting. I got the record with me and Boosie, so I just been trying to work that record, getting to the money. Okay. Go hit hit a couple clubs, tap in with some DJs, network. Yeah. But the sole purpose was to come and fuck with y'all. Okay. Rock with y'all, yeah. That's what's up, man. How do you like the vibes here in Atlanta compared to back at home? I like Atlanta. It's like third home. First is New Orleans, then Houston. And now Atlanta, my third home. I got three homes now. Oh, damn. <laughs> Traveling. Yeah, I've been yeah, all over. All right, so talk to us about life in New Orleans, man. Life in New Orleans. Before Katrina. What? I moved to Houston in 2005. I think I was like probably 14, 15 years old. Before then, I was in, I, was, I think I was in middle school in New Orleans. I think I was just going to probably the seventh grade, seventh, eighth grade. It wasn't really too much of nothing, shit. Just regular hood shit, you know what I'm saying? Not really a whole lot going on. The highlight of my life, really, when I moved to Houston, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I really made. Probably my best memories on some G shit. What part of Houston were you living in? I live on the north side. I live I live on the north side, south side, and the east side, but I've been on the north side mostly. Okay. Yeah. So are you still in Houston now or did you go back home to New Orleans? I'm still in Houston. I'll be back and forth. I go back home to visit, but I'm grounded in Houston right now. I'm thinking about moving to Atlanta. Okay. I don't know yet. <laughs> I might make that move though. Yeah. So was it an easy adjustment moving to Houston from New Orleans? Nah, it wasn't easy at all. Big, it was way different. Yeah, it's a big change. The biggest difference, like, was the culture. You know, you got, when, you, when you're from New Orleans, it's like a whole... It's like it's a like whole a, world. Some people call it like a third world country. You know what I'm saying? It's like way different. So going from that to Houston, Houston was like country to me. Oh, really? You know, horses, cowboys and shit. Like, <laughs> I wasn't used to that. We saw horses doing like Mardi Gras, but in Houston, you see horses all the time. So I, I, I miss the culture. I had to adapt to that. Uh, even the nightlife, like partying. In the waters, our clubs don't close. Like yeah. to like five, six in the morning, you're going to party to the last person leave. Yeah, you can drink on in the street. In Houston, <laughs> two o'clock, you got to go home unless you're going to an after hour. But every club in the waters is after hour. You know what I'm saying? And our liquor stores don't close. We drank all night. Yep. And if you get drunk in New Orleans, they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna fuck with you. In Houston, you're getting a public intoxication charge. You're going to jail. 
they're going to walk over you in the wilderness as long as you ain't messing with nobody. <laughs> walk over you. Yeah, they're going to walk over you. Oh, he's drunk. Leave him alone. Keep going. <laughs> in Houston, oh, nah, come on. You're going to jail. Yeah. And the law is different. I don't like Texas laws. I hear that They're going to throw you away in Texas. That big ass sign that say, don't mess with Texas when you coming through that state line, you find out real soon what that sign mean. Yeah, I don't, that's Texas. You know, I fuck with Texas. So how long did it take for you to fall in love with living in Houston? Man, uh, probably, I think I fully adjusted after probably about four years. Because it's so big, you got to learn how to move around. I think the commute into New Orleans, anywhere you're trying to go, is probably 15 minutes tops. In Houston, you 30 to 45 minutes, depending on where you're going. You know what I'm saying? So you got to adjust to that. But I think I was fully comfortable after about four or five years. I was like, all right, this this home now. It did. Yeah. So it was different. So at what age would you say you jumped off the porch? Jumped off the porch? Fitting. Fitting, 16. So when you were living in Houston? Yeah. So like... Yeah, you could, you could say that. You could say it like when I moved to Houston. Yeah. Okay. About 15, 16 years old. So what would you say is one of the biggest life lessons you had to learn so far in your life? Biggest life lessons? Man. Shit, don't depend on nobody. Like, shit. Even if a motherfucker said they're going to do something for you. Man, you better not... Take that, man, you better go get it done for yourself. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers be lying, breaking promises. Like, as long as you depend on yourself and you don't worry about nobody, what nobody else is going to do, you save yourself a lot of disappointment. You know what I'm saying? So, I really, I'm the muscle. Like, I, I take care of everything. I don't even like asking nobody for nothing because I don't like being disappointed. Yeah. You did? I feel that. So, that probably was my biggest lesson. Get it done on your own. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been making music now? I've been making music since I was 16. Okay. Matter of fact, I was in Houston. I was with a little um, I was with a little little clique called Aidis Baby's Band Game. It was me, my brother, one Feezy, shout out to one Feezy. Free Feezy, matter of fact. My brother, he's fighting a murder charge right now. Free him. Um it was me, him, a couple more of my partners, Murder, Free Murder 2, D Heat City. They had built like a, gar- a, a studio in the garage. And all them niggas were just rapping in the studio. And I was the only one that couldn't really rap. So they'll be putting beats and shit on. And I'm like, damn, everybody can rap, but not me. Like, I won't rap. You know, just being around it, you naturally gonna won't, won't, won't do it. So they put on the beat one day. It was like, man, freestyle. Like, spit something. I'm like, man, I don't know how to rap. They're like, man, just, just try it. Just, just, you know, just, just make some words around. I'm like, all right. They put on the beat. I catch the beat. I don't know what I said. <laughs> but whatever I said, it, it, it stood out to them. They were like, oh, wait, wait, keep going. I probably said like four bars, but it all made sense and it all rhymed. It was like, <laughs> it just sound like juvenile. <laughs> they were like, man, keep going. And, it really took off from there. Yeah. But I wouldn't really, like, 
I wasn't consistent since 16 because, you know, life happened in between and shit like that. I really didn't start taking it like serious, serious until after my brother got killed. Ten six. That was this whole ten six shit about. I did want to rap before then, but I felt like now even more I should take it serious because he got killed at one of my shows. So oh, wow. it's like if I stop now, like he just he just pretty much died for nothing because he was coming to support me. You know, anytime I had a show or whatever, like he was there. Like that nigga really wanted to see me win. So it's like, if I stop now, then this man is just, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, that's really why I just took off. Like everybody like, damn, like this nigga going crazy. Like he got features with everybody. I just, I just dropped my nuts and I feel like I wasted too much time anyway. So I'm really playing catch up. So I got a song with Boosie out right now. Fredo Bang, um, I got, I got, uh, I got a movie coming too. I can't really go into too many details about that. Cause, uh, you know how the non-disclosures and all that shit be. But I got, I, I'm, I got, I got a little, be in a movie. Um, but that's really what made me like be as consistent as I've been. But before then I was rapping, I wanted to do it, but now it's like I gotta do it because of that happened. So shit, really going up right now. Yeah. That was 2019 he got killed? Yeah, that was 2019, bro. October 6th, 10 6. You're gonna hear me saying 10 6 a lot. You're gonna be on chain shirts, like 10 6. That's, that's what it's about. Yeah. That's my brother, that date, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he, he really died for that shit. So I gotta keep it alive. You turned it into your label, right? Yeah, man, it's, it's about him. And the tape, I got a project out right now called In the Name of B. And that's why I named the tape that. Cause you know, like, some people gonna be opinionated about the reference, but you know, like when you be praying, depending on what your religion is, people, when they pray, and before they end their prayer, they'll be like, in the name of Jesus, because they say Jesus died for us, right? So I say in the name of B, cause I feel like my brother, he, he, he died for this, you know? So that's where the whole in the name of B title come at, uh, off the, um, when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois tape or whatever but um yeah man i this shit for him yeah that's like real life and i'm not one of them type of niggas that be like i got your family bro and you won't really got this man family like i got his family for real you know what i'm saying like i look out for them for real you did like so this shit is just gonna be able to further help me carry the whole family like his kids ain't gonna never have to worry about nothing that's why I'm going so hard for this shit right here. Yeah. It ain't even just about me. You know what I'm saying? This nigga, this nigga, you dig, die for this shit, literally. So, yeah, that's, that's what it is. I feel you on that one, man. So what's the music scene like in Houston? <sighs> man, 
I don't know, bro. Everybody be feeling like Houston is a, a, a crab in the bucket city. I agree and I don't agree. Um, I would say if you're trying to do music in Houston, you can't just stay in Houston. You got to get out. You got to move around. Because I see a lot of stagnant people that have been rapping for years that never got out of Houston and they ain't making no moves. You got to get out of Houston. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like it's a, it's, it's a lot of rappers making noise. A lot of people doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? But I hear Atlanta is the city where if you want to get on, like this is where you come. And that's, that's facts. I've been watching like everybody come, get, come here and get embraced. You ain't getting embraced like that in Houston. Like at all. You might get a little love if you got a, a high feature with somebody that got a big name out there. But other than that, man, you ain't really getting on like that in Houston for real. Do you feel like your sound fits Houston, or is it better fit for? Fuck no, but I think that's why it worked. Cause my sound don't fit Houston. Some niggas feel like my sound don't even fit New Orleans. Hmm. I don't like when when I rap and the nigga be like, "Oh, you sound like." Uh, I be like, "No, I don't want to sound like nobody. I want to sound like me." But I get different opinions. I get some niggas say, "I, I think it say I sound like BG." Nigga might say I sound like Juve, and somebody else might be like. You got, you got your own sound. That's what I be going for. I don't want to sound like no nigga. Not no mumble rap, none of that. I want to have my own sound. Yeah. I feel like I got that. Yeah, talk to us about the impact and influence New Orleans has had on the rap game and on the culture, too. Man, y'all know a lot of the rap game right now, shit, influenced by New Orleans. The whole bounce sound that y'all hearing right now, everybody got the little, little bounce beat in, in their beats. That's that New Orleans flavor, man. That's that, that's that old, you know, that's that old fucking uh, Magnolia Shorty, Yellow Boy, motherfucking, uh, you know, a lot of people sample the, the, the uh, sounds off that Trigger Man beat. Yep. Mm -hmm. All that's come from New Orleans. So New Orleans got a big influence. We don't get the credit that we deserve all the time, but Man, a lot of the sound right now come from New Orleans, though. A lot of it. Absolutely. And I be trying to, you know, I be trying to tap into it every now and, ten, every now and then, too, because I feel like, man, y'all got our sound, but y'all doing it wrong. This how it go. So I step on some shit. I get on the beat, roll that bitch out, and show them, nigga, this how this shit supposed to go. You dig? Yeah. I like doing shit like that. All right, so how did this single with Boozy come about, man? Man, how that song came about? Well, it came about because the song called Getting to the Money. And I've really been running it up, like going crazy. And I'm like, man, who I hear on this beat? I had got the beat from uh, Shake, matter of fact. Shout out to Shake, man, ETCO, man. Shout out to Big Shake. Shake had plugged me with a young boy producer, Aubrey, okay. in New Orleans. So Shake started promoting me or whatever, and he started linking me with a bunch of different people. And he told me he was going to plug me with some producers. A lot of niggas be lying, saying they're going to do this and that. That man kept his word. He like, I'm finna have that nigga sing you two beats. The beats probably was like $2,500 a piece. He said, the boom, I got him. 
So I heard it. I said, damn, I'm listening to the beat. I said, oh yeah, this that, this that New Orleans flavor that people be biting off of. I'm about to get on this bitch and, sh- and, and yeah, like show them how this is how it really go. So I said, so who I, who I hear on this bitch? I start thinking a bunch of different rappers. I'm like, man, who I hear on here? Boosie and Shake is like this. So I knew out of everybody I wanted to probably put on that record, Boosie would probably be the closest reach for me because like, you know, he got mob ties, like rap a lot and Boosie is like this. Mm-hmm. So I said, man, Shake. I called Shake, I said, Shake, I want Boosie on this song. I said, I'm, I'm about to sing it a beat. Tell me if you hear him on this bitch. He like, back. I sent it to him. He said, yeah, I hear Boosie all over that bitch, bro. But I had just sent him another beat that I wanted Boosie to get on. And he fell in love with that song, too. <laughs> he was like, damn, bitch, now nah, I don't know. <laughs> he was like, shit, I, I, I hear Boosie on both of these motherfuckers. So we set it up. He called Boo. We on FaceTime. He like, bitch, come to the A, come to Atlanta. I'm like, when? I'm coming. He like, shit, you can come, uh, I think it was, it was, was it a Thursday? It was like a Thursday or Friday or something. He like, man, shit, you can come today. I said, I can't come today, it's too rushed. <laughs> I ain't got shit planned. I said, but I'm gonna I'm come tomorrow. I said, I'm gonna book my flight right now. So I booked the flight. Literally, on the way to the airport, I'm probably like pulling up to Bush. Shade called me. He's like, hey, man, Boosie say, uh, change the plans. Meet him in L.A. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, man, I already booked my ticket and my room and my rental already. I'm like, I can't come to L.A. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I thought he said come to Atlanta. He's like, man, Boosie got, he got booked for, uh, it was like a smoke pop-up shop in Cali that he got booked for last minute. I respect it. He going wherever the bag go, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So he like, man, just, just cancel everything, rebook it. I, I got you. I'm, I'm looking out for you. Just, just meet me in LA. So I'm like, fuck, man, I'm, I'm mad. I got to turn around. I call Shake like, bro, what the fuck wrong with Boo? I'm like, man, I got to change all this shit. I said, man, I'm going I'm to call you back. Let me think about it. So I thought about it. I'm talking to my brother. I'm like, man, son, nigga just had me book all this shit. And they're going to tell me to come fly to L.A. on some last minute shit. He like, damn. He like, fuck it, go. I'm like, go? He like, yeah, bitch. He said, we got to go out there anyway. Because we was going to handle some other business out there. So I'm like, I bet. I called back. I said, man, tell Boo I'm on the way. Cancel that flight. <laughs> Booked another flight to Cali. Shout out to Cali. Pull up on Boo. Boo a real nigga. Pull up on Boo. He dropped the load. Pull up on him. He was at the smoke shop. I walk in that bitch. Nigga looking at Buku fucking weed. Talking about weed everywhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We thugged with him the whole day. We went to the studio afterwards. And like, I could tell he really, he really fucked with the record because... When he heard it, he in that bitch. He jamming like that dub. And he actually sat down for like 30 minutes and wrote the verse. His partner was like, God damn. He was like, man, I ain't never seen Boo write. He said, I ain't seen Boo write in about five years. He said, he fucked with it. He said, trust me, I know Boosie. He said, Boosie be running through nigga shit. He said, but he sat down and wrote that verse. I mean, he fucked with his song. He said, so Boosie went in that bitch, he cooked it up. I'm talking about he stepped on that bitch. 
But you really had to though. Cause if you listen, if you listen to the song, I wrote that bitch out myself. I know you ain't gonna let a nigga come burn you, boo. You know what I'm saying? You boosy. You the fucking go to Louisiana. You, you legendary. So you you can't let me burn you on this. So you gotta come with your best shit. Man, boo wrote a verse in about 30 or 45 minutes and smoked that bitch. <laughs> I say, oh, you fuck with it though. That's how that record came about though. Shout out to Boo, man. Shout out to Arbor too, man, for uh producing that beat. I gotta go tapping with him too in New Orleans. Video? Just did the video. Just did it? Okay. Fucking right. We did the video uh like two weeks ago. Okay. Flew to Atlanta, went to his house. There you go. It was another situation where a lot of that shit didn't go as planned. You know what I'm saying? But when when something meant the beat, shit just fall in place like today. You know what I'm saying? The fucking, we was supposed to shoot a scene inside Blue Flame in Atlanta. He wanted me to come in the daytime. So he told me a certain time at first. He told me 3 o'clock, come at 3 o'clock. Then he was like, nah, come at like, like, like 1. Because Blue Flame got day shift and night shift. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I can't even. I'm like, I, I ain't going to make it that early, bro. I'm still getting myself together. Called Boo. Like, man, look, man, the fuck club on, on some other shit, you know, with the Boo. I need to figure some shit out. Like, man, just pull up. I got you. Pulled up. Nigga got a club in his fucking house. <laughs> you hear me? He's got a whole amusement park in his Yeah, that nigga, man, nigga shit dumb. Went over there. Um, called, some, called a couple of chicks over. You know what I'm saying? And my cameraman flaked on me. That's another thing. Hmm. Cameraman. I've I been telling the cameraman, I'm like, listen, my people say you raw with the camera, but I need to see your work. I'm like, what's your Instagram? Let me, let me see some videos or something. He like, oh man, uh, I, don't, I don't have nothing on my Instagram right now, but I, I can sing something on my phone. That was a red flag, like, bro, like how you rub with the camera, but you don't got no, no, no content on, on your page. I knew then something was gonna be up. So he pull up to the hotel, he meet me. So I'm like, what's up, man? I introduce myself, what up, DJ up next, with the woot, with the woot. He like, uh, I'm like, so you show you, you live with the videos. Like, I need you to shoot and edit. Like, you good. He was like, oh, nah, um, I just, I thought you wanted, like, behind the scenes. I thought you kind of wanted the, the vlogs. I was like, nah, bro, I don't fucking do it behind the scenes. <laughs> I need, uh, I need the meters. I need right. an editor. I need you to shoot and edit this shit. So I'm like, fuck. All this is day of video. I'm finding all this out the day of. I called Vince when I boosted right hand. I'm like, man, Vince, look, bro. My cameraman just flaked on me. I'm like, I need another cameraman. He's like, I'm going to call somebody. He called up Chuck. Shout out to Chuck. Chuck do all boosted shit. Mm-hmm. Chuck gave me a fire price on the video, too. I called Chuck, boom. Met, I meet him at Boosie house. We put it together, but since the behind the scenes dudes pulled up, I'm like, fuck y'all here now, nah, might as well. I know y'all done wasted y'all time driving. You never can have too much content. So I'm like, fuck it, just, just come on. Just, 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 just vlog this shit. Get a bunch of behind the scenes shit and shit. Even that turned out fire. The video shot and it's done, but I ain't drop it yet. I'm still working the record. I probably drop it uh, middle of April. Okay. Maybe the weekend after Easter or some shit I'm dropping, but the video is done and that bit is raw. 
Okay. Believe that. Can't wait to see it, man. A lot of work went into that shit, bro. Right. A lot of work put into that shit, dog. All right, so how'd you come up with this song, Blood on My Hands? Blood on My Hands. Uh, that's actually the intro on the In the Name of B tape. So with the series of events that took place on 10-6, it was a lot of shit thrown around in the air. You know how shit be when something go down. Nobody there, but everybody know what happened. You got all these different stories, and when the shit happened, I ain't even speaking on it. You heard me? I'm under that old law. When shit like that go down, I don't, I don't want to talk, don't call my phone. Like, I don't want, you know, you, you, you got to go on hush when shit like that happens. So everybody was throwing shit around, like opinions around and shit, saying this happened, that happened. And I ain't say nothing, but my dude, my dude Valet, he told me, he was like, bitch, your silence gonna be your conviction. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I think you need to, you know, like say something, like, 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 you know. So I was in my feelings. I was going through some beats and shit. And I'm like, man, these niggas really, these niggas really don't even know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm at the house, I'm listening to the beat. Thoughts running through my head, and I'm steady like beating myself up about that day because I feel like if my dude wasn't there, for me, he'd probably still be alive. And even aside from that, he didn't even want to come to the show in the first place. Before the show, we was by his mama house gambling, shooting dice. That's, we love shooting dice, taking each other money. That's what we do. Before we go throw it in the strip club, we'll shoot our partners. You know what I'm saying? Let them, let them get the braid or some shit like that. So we were shooting dice. He was getting hit. He was getting his ass tore up on the dice. He was losing all his money. So his vibe was up. He was like, man, I don't even want to go no more. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get my money back. I'm like, man, fuck that money, man. It was almost 12, but it's time to roll. I got to check in with the DJ. He was like, man, fuck, I don't really want to go. I'm like, bitch, come on. Bitch, you know how we mob. We, we mobbing. Come on, let's roll. He's like, all right, bet. Come on. Force his hand. We leave. Get to the club. I had a show. I got that bitch rocking. You know, niggas don't like that. You know what I'm saying? It was a, a, a few rappers buzzing at the time. Every time I have a show, though, or if I open up for somebody, like, they be thinking I'm the headliner. Like, that's the vibe I get. You know what I'm saying? When I perform, like, I be having that bitch on. Beam. So nigga, nigga perform. I'm talking my shit. I rock that bitch. Boom. Nigga looking at the energy around us. Nigga like mugging like, nigga think he is. So my, uh, my brother girl start fighting. That's how, that's how it started. It started with a fight with some chicks. And it, it started from the club in the parking lot, back in the club, then back in the parking lot. <clears throat> um, and that turned into a shootout, of course, that led to my brother getting killed. So the song Blood On My Hands is just me uh, kind of explaining a series of events that, that took place, you know. Um, I just felt like, shit, his blood on my hands. Shit, if, he wouldn't, if he hadn't came to my show, He'll still be alive. You know what I'm saying? Just me having to clear certain shit up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all. 
I can't, I ain't gonna go in too many details, but if you listen to the song, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know how I'm coming. Yeah, I got you. So what are you working on? What's, what's next for you, DZ? Got a new project on the way? What do you got? No Nuts, No Glory. Okay. That's the next project name. I'm dropping my nuts. <laughs> I'm, man, I'm, I'm getting features from everybody. I ain't gonna lie. I gave up on rap a lot of, a lot of different times. Buku times. I was like, man, fuck this rap shit. Which I heard Nipsey Hussle. I heard, he was doing an interview one day. He said the same shit. He gave up a bunch of times. But you gotta stay consistent. And like I was, I was in my, my mood one day and I was like, I was just thinking, thoughts going through my head. I'm thinking about my dude. I'm like, man, if you give up, like I told you earlier, this nigga really just, him dying was just completely in vain. Like he just, you know, something like, fuck that. You can't give up. And I had to ask myself, did I really put my all into this shit? Like, cause you know this rap shit is all about what you put in. So can, can you honestly say you put everything into this rap shit? If you can't say you did, you can't get mad at the results that you have. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's what I told myself. I'm like, I, right. <clears throat> I'm dropping my nuts this go around. I'm putting my all into this shit. I'm going ball broke on it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no labor gonna wanna invest in you if you don't wanna invest in yourself. So, no nuts, no glory. I'm dropping my nuts. And that's just, no nuts, no glory. That's just uh, part of the title. Man, I'm, pfft. no nuts. You gotta have some nuts to do the shit I be on. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have some nuts, dog. So, no nuts, no glory. That's the new uh, project out. You dig? It's, it's gonna be featured. It got a, a few features on that bitch. It's gonna be probably one of my, I don't know, I, I consider the name of be a classic, but it's gonna be a raw ass tape. I'ma just say that. Right. I don't think I'ma put no project before name of B, cause that shit, start to finish, that's a no skip dish. You can run that bitch from one all the way to 12. No skip. So, but it's gonna be another raw ass project for sure. Okay. No nuts, no glory. All right, DZ, any shout-outs before we wrap it up? Man, shout-out to the whole motherfucking 10-6 Gunner Gang. Them my niggas, you hear me? Shout-out to them. Shout-out to uh, ETCO, Big Shake. He the one really turned me up. You know what I'm saying? I dropped that bag on him. He went to work for me. Uh, shout-out to him. Shout-out to Boozy. Let me come to his crib. Show real Southern hospitality. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with him. Shout out the whole badass NT. Shout out to my brother, One Feeza, Free One Feeza. You be home soon, nigga. Uh, shout out to everybody that just got something to do with, you know what I'm saying, where I'm at right now. Most importantly, shout out to God. He first. Shout out to God. Uh, yeah, but that's it, though, man, pretty much. Yeah. Shout out to y'all for having me. No problem. You know me, if I ain't strapped, I ain't going in. Ain't come for no smoke, dog. I really come in peace. Just trying to catch a vibe, so just let a nigga be. I'm trying to unwind. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.